Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Egan Heath of Caravan Digital. We're going to be talking digital marketing strategies. You know, it's like, how do you put this together as a business owner? Egan, it's great to have you. Tell us a bit about yourself, your agency. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Cash. So I really got started, you know, over seven years ago, mostly in local SEO and Google ads, kind of doing lead generation for local businesses, really got started here in the Madison, Wisconsin area. And we kind of branched out and got B2B clients and nonprofit clients and e-commerce clients. And along the way, we kind of, you know, specialized a bit in e-commerce and now we're even moving a bit back to lead generation. So certainly got experience, you know, working in different channels and with different industries and things like that, kind of our heavy hitters, you know, we're doing SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, email automation, sometimes landing pages and websites and things like that as well. But uh, happy to talk digital marketing strategy today. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to be talking, you know, when we talk, like one of the things we'll be bringing up is channels, you know, and channels come in different forms because you can think of a channel being like a TikTok or a Facebook. You can think of it as being in the Google search results or, you know, organically or, you know, pay-per-click ads and stuff, you know, and every business, depending on what they do, like you said, you do e-commerce and stuff and the way you handle an e-commerce business versus a lead gen, you know, type business, um, you know, or one that needs leads is going to be, a, you know, quite a bit different. So we want to talk about how you, you know, go about figuring figuring out, you know, where you should be focusing. You know, let's say every, digital is different depending on what your intent is and what your goals are. So let's start with key elements. You know, if you're putting together a digital strategy, where do you need to be first thinking? What are the, some of the things, you know, because we're talking about putting together a plan here. Where do we start? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I can um, share some slides and I got some resources I can share with your listeners and viewers as well, if that's helpful. Yeah, sure. Let's totally let's do that. You know, because, um, you know, visuals are always good. And, you know, when we can uh, get a chance to use them. Yeah, right on. All right. Let me pull it up here just a second. So basically, you know, there's different ways of approaching this. I don't know if, you know, listeners could be, I assume, in different industries and mm -hmm. different verticals. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we got, you know, business owners of all sort. But, you know, like I said, they could be e-commerce or, you know, they could be running, you know, the local plumbing or be a lawyer. All right. Perfect. Can you see this screen okay? Um, it's coming up. There we go. Got it. All right. So I actually just led a half day workshop on this yesterday. So I'm fresh. Oh, perfect. So this is, this is my take. People will give you different answers on what is strategy, but I'll just, I'll just say briefly, you know, any particular tactic uh, is how do we how do we rank higher on Google? How do we get a higher open rate with our email list? How do we get more engagement on social media? You know, that's kind of like a specific thing. And then strategy is all of these things I'll talk about. And maybe you'll have some to add as well, Cash. Yeah. So here's how I think about it is just who are we talking to? Who are we marketing to? What do you know? Who do we sell to? Um, we really want to get clear on that piece. And then kind of what's the problem we're addressing? In general, I frame it as a problem, but it could also just be an aspiration of uh, this is something they want to do. They, you know, they want to have this elaborate vacation. They just want to have a really nice car. It could, you know, it could be aspirational like that as well, right? Yeah. Um, really big on, you know, what are you selling? What's the price? There's ways to dig in and make your offer more valuable, potentially throwing in freebies, you know, reversing risk, other things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um 
huge fan of copywriting. So I don't know about you, but you know, there's kind of there's kind of a, a spectrum or different sides of marketing where there's kind of the big brand advertising over here where we're thinking, you know, Coca-Cola and Santa Claus and polar bears, at the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And the, and then on the other side is literally just we're sending out this many postcards and we need to get, you know, this many phone calls back. Right. And that's direct response marketing. I'm really more on that side. How about you? Um, you know, I, you know, when it comes to lead gen and everything, you know, like we do some things in the brand awareness space and whatnot, because we do a lot of programmatic advertising. And, and okay. so you can put that brand out there. But, you know, like I say if you're on a if you're thinking Google, you paid ads, SEO, those are lead gen tactics typically. You know, but then, you know, there's going to be a lot of influencing factors there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, you know, if you're doing lead generation kind of stuff, I recommend direct response. And th in that case, it's particularly important. You know, what is that subject line in the email? What does the headline in the ad say? What's the top of the landing page say? And that's really a skill into itself. Um, something I'm excited to be, you know, talking with clients about is really just here's where you fit. Here's where your competition is in the market. How are you different? And, you know, where do you have strengths to do something well that they can't do well, right? Mm -hmm. Or even things that, you know, your customer persona, the people you're marketing to, they really care about it. Um, and you're able to win over your competition there. So there is some element of that, right? Yeah, certainly. We mentioned, you know, channels. Where do we, you know, do we focus on SEO? Do we do YouTube ads? Do we do TV ads? You know, whatever it entails, I think there's a sense of where are the prospects at? And we can talk more about, you know, uh, where are they at in the funnel in terms of what sort of awareness do they have about, you know, their problems and what you mm -hmm. do, right? Um, there's this whole element of budget. And I always, when I talk about budget, I always talk about time and money because a lot of things in marketing, you know, it could be podcasts, it could be webinars, it could be writing SEO blog posts. Uh, you're not necessarily investing money directly, but you are investing time or you may have yeah. to pay people to do that, right? And then if we're running advertising, obviously there's a budget or a way to think about the budgeting around that. And then because I'm a direct response marketer, I'm big on the measurement, right? What do the analytics say? How are we going to know whether this is successful or not? What was our cost per lead? What was our cost per sale? These are the sorts of things I look at when I think strategy. You know, how do you think this looks? Does this cover most everything? I know there's a whole other element of branding and design and things like that. I'm kind of focused on, you know, the lead generation piece. What do you think? Yeah, it, totally. Because, you know, it really depends on what kind of business you have and what, you know, what you're trying to, you know, what the intent is, um, you know, but you want to be focused on that lead generation piece. You know, there are multiple things that, I mean, you can take this stuff and break it down into like, hey, I need brand awareness or I need lead gen. But then when we think lead gen, it's more than just pay-per-click. It's more than just SEO. Because you mentioned like email marketing and such. You know, those are, can be really good direct response, you know, and they can be combined with prints, you know, that are like, you know, postcard campaigns and such, you know, things like that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of where we, we maybe get into the funnel a bit. Is it helpful to talk about that? I'm sure you guys have talked about that before. Yeah, we've talked about the little bit of the funnel and stuff, but let's like, let's like unpack what you've already kind of put up there first, you know, because yeah. if we took in and segmented, you know, into two categories and we said these things are best at brand awareness, you know, and then these things are best at lead gen, you know, we kind of, you know, put them into their two categories because depending on what your business is, I say you either want the brand, aware, you know, brand awareness or you want lead gen. Now, in some cases, you may want both, but they're prioritized. You know, like I deal with a lot of, you know, service-based businesses and such, and you start with the lead gen, 
And then as your company grows, you grow into more brand awareness stuff, which does generate more leads and stuff, but they're going to do it in, in more of a, a roundabout way because, you know, it's as people like, you know, they get used to you, they hear you. I think of uh, some of the lawyers and stuff, you know, like, and you see all the billboards mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's sort of commoditized. How do you differentiate? Everyone's a realtor. Everyone's a. Yeah, yeah exactly. So let's, let's start like putting some of the stuff, um, the different things that you can do marketing wise into to like one category or the other, you know, it's either this is going to be best for brands and, you know, brand awareness and whatnot. And these are going to be best for the lead gen. So let's talk um, some of your top lead gen tactics first. We'll, we'll go there. Yeah, that's great. I think it may make sense to talk a little bit about the funnel in that case. So it, yeah. So it kind of, yeah, because you're going to start in the top okay too. Pull that up? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's usually what, what people are thinking about. So it's worth having a little discussion about that. Let me share again here. So, um, this way we sort of think about it of people have different levels of awareness of where they at. Right. Okay. And so yeah. in general, as we talk about tofu or top of funnel there, the temperature is cold. All right. They have a, a problem or maybe they don't even know they have a problem, but at the very top of the funnel, they may not even understand the problem, mm-hmm. but let's go down. Level. Let's say they know they have a problem. They don't know what the solution is, or maybe they have an aspiration. They're not sure how to fulfill it. Right. Right. And then in terms of middle of funnel, okay, the temperature's warmer, they're more interested, they know about some solutions to their problem, but they haven't yet picked an exact company. And they may they may or may not buy, you know, in the next month or months, right? Yeah. Obviously, sales cycles are going to be different. And then bottom is they're hot, they know they have a problem, they know what the solution is, and they know that you are one of the companies or, you know, you have some of the offerings that can fix it, and they're narrowing down their choices. They will buy, it's a question of who they're going to buy from, mm-hmm. Right. And so then how does that fit into channels? And then we can have that conversation. So you said, let's start at the top, right? Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking top of funnel and I'm thinking mostly in a direct response mode, but anything in here could be adding to your brand as well. Right. Particularly once we've got those pieces in place of we've got the, we've got the logo, we've got the colors, we've got the branding and the collateral, people are going to be seeing us, you know, in in all these places. Right. So top of funnel, I think social media ads, I think, potentially SEO blog posts. And I say blog posts specifically, let's say we got a company we're selling products nationally. You know, if someone's doing an informational search, um, you know, they, they may just kind of be learning about their problem. They don't even know what products to search for. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, one kind of interesting example is just like everybody's got lower back pain. You know, we're always working on our computers and being inside and stuff. And, um, you know, one solution to that is like these inversion tables where you're like, lying back and basically going upside down or nearly upside down, right? And so if you're just Googling about back pain, you could learn about ways to address back pain. Maybe there's some stretches, maybe there's some exercises, maybe do yoga and Pilates. But then also here's this thing, you know, here's these moon boots you can hang upside down (laughs) in your door frame. Here's this inversion Mm -hmm. table, right? So I didn't even know that it's hanging upside down in the door frame like Batman is a thing. I didn't even know I could get an inversion table where I, I go upside down, right? So if I'm in the, if I'm in top of funnel, I'm just looking at, you know, the, the pain basically yeah. is how I think about it. Mm-hmm. I separated banner ads. You know, I, I don't know if you call it programmatic. I'm just saying display. This is Google yeah. display, Microsoft, other, other audience networks. Sure. Right? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan at this point of lead magnets. And what, what's tricky when I, you know, coach clients or students on, uh, you know, I teach workshops and things like that, like I did yesterday. And, um, 
we, we, we kind of want to go right into here's us. Here's all about us. This is what people think marketing is. They've heard all this advertising. They've seen Super Bowl commercials. So they think it's like be splashy, be interesting and talk about yourself mm-hmm. and maybe make fun of the competitors. And that's that's really not what I'm saying here. Yeah. I'm saying let them know that like, they've got a problem. And so as an example, you know, we do we run Google ads for clients. I, I'm sure you guys do yeah. too, too, you know, like a, a lead magnet might be an ad of are you making these 12 mistakes in your Google ads account or like marketers, how many of these pay-per-click mistakes are you making? Right. Right. So we're addressing our persona. We're saying there's pain, like there's some problem with performance. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're not even, we're not even talking about our logo or our brand or even telling them what the solution is. They've got to put in an email yeah. and, you know, get a drip campaign basically. Right. Yeah, d- totally. Um, I talked to somebody that, you know, they start with like Facebook ads with the idea of that they use a lead man- magnet. So, you know, it's the top of funnel stuff. They get you in there. The, the whole point is just they, you know, they actually run paid ads on Facebook with the idea of just getting the email. And um, Facebook right. actually has a way, you know, of just charging you when they submit and you've got an email address and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. You know, having that kind of a lead magnet because you're, when I say you're at the top, depending on what type of business, you know, you could take even a service related business where there's not necessarily a need right in the, in that moment, but you've given them something for free. It's usually an informational product of some sort. You've collected the address. Now you can market to them with your, you know, more standard services and such. And it's a way of building up, you know, more awareness. And then when they have a need, they'll come to you. Absolutely. And I think that's a strong one two punch of we're running top of funnel ads could be social media could be, you know, programmatic display potentially. And there's kind of this element of, hey, you can get the next free thing. Like we've got some great information for you. You're just learning more about, you know, your problems. Right. And potentially how you could solve them. And so so it's a zero. It's almost like a product, but it's a zero dollar product. It's an information product. And we can keep the conversation going, send them a series of emails. Right. Yeah. That is very powerful. I throw, you know, podcasts and content in this, you know, this could be YouTube videos, this could be audio podcasts and things like that. You're happy to, happy to talk about that. Maybe this doesn't even belong top of funnel oh. and then organic social. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well, I was going to say podcasts and organic and stuff, you know, they really are top of funnel, you know, items and stuff because, you know, they're educational in nature and you're putting something in front of them, you know, with the idea of you do drive some more awareness about you. And then you can also, you know, put into, you know, combine it with some sort of a lead magnet or something. If you were doing a podcast, you could say at the end of the podcast, Hey, you know, if you'd like to learn more, I've got this special offer and here's a, you know, an informational product and, you know, you can subscribe to it. Same thing with YouTube, you know, things like that. Absolutely. Fully agree. And then, you know, what comes up a lot, I don't know about you, but like kind of in this area, when I'm talking with local businesses, they're th- when they think digital marketing, they're thinking I'm posting on Facebook, I'm posting on Instagram, maybe LinkedIn, right? Yeah. And so their thought of what digital marketing is, of, oftentimes people have one channel in mind of, oh yeah, that's Instagram, right? And Instagram, you can still get some organic reach for many years now. You know, if people, if you post to your company Facebook page, even the people that like your page don't see it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pay to play. The big tech giants yeah. are shaking you down to talk to your own audience. <laughs> and so I don't focus on that one as much. Oftentimes, this is the first thing people think of when they talk with us. They're like, now, is your team going to be posting to our Facebook page? And I honestly say no, because it doesn't matter because no one sees that. 
Yeah. Yeah, we've gotten away from, like, we do social media as a service and such, but it's really and only certain types of businesses that we suggest, you know, that that is a channel that you should use. Um, like I say, and you have to have, you know, specific intent. I talked to a guy that uh, uses, like, TikTok videos, actually, and such, and because they can be, you know, TikTok and Facebook, because they can be very um, inexpensive to run, but they're still top of funnel things, you know. They're not, you know, they'll build up your brand awareness and, and stuff like that, but you're right. The, the reach is not there. So, you know, you're going to have to pay. So is that going to be the best use of your resources, you know, to use those channels? Yep. Yep. And just, you know, the final word on top of funnel for me is I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, we're doing this. How come I'm not seeing results? Where are the sales? Where are the leads? Right. And the whole idea here is if someone's just problem aware at best, they don't even know what the solution is. They don't know that you offer it. Mm -hmm. They don't know why you're better than their competitor than your competitors. And there's no reason they need to buy right now. Right. right. Yeah, totally. So, so this is a part of it. And notice the top of the funnel is the most wide part of the funnel. That's why we call it a funnel. Not everyone who downloads that lead magnet is ready to have a sales conversation with you. Right. Yeah. Not everyone who gets on your email list or, you know, listens to your podcast is going to buy from you. And you have to just be okay with that. Some people will, because you're building, like you said, you know, brand awareness, you know, people like you, they trust you, they see you as an authority. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And then as people go down here, then we're in the middle of funnel, right? Now they understand, okay, I've got lower back pain, this weird inversion table thing could help me. And now I want to understand who, who makes inversion tables, yeah. who could I buy this from, right? And so that's why I say SEO service or product page up above at top of funnel, we just had a blog post. Mm -hmm. Now potentially people could actually be look at our service page that we offer. They could look at, you know, that product page for that inversion table in this example, right? Yeah. And they may Google, they may actually Google or, you know, a surprising number of people use Bing actually, you'd be amazed, right? Yeah. Of people, people are on PCs, they're using Windows, they're using Microsoft Edge, the default is Bing mm -hmm. and they don't change it. Yeah. Um, it's some estimates are like one in five to one in four searches on desktop in the U.S. are still Bing. Well, that actually might be increasing too because of chat GPT and such. And they're, um, I, mm -hmm. they're less um, encumbered than Google is as far as how they can experiment with its incorporation into the results. So, yeah. And why not? Yeah. Fair play to them. Right? Yeah. It's, it's their best opportunity to gain search share that they, than they've had in a decade. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And same sort of idea of, let's say we're not ranking on, you know, the top of page one for our services or our products yet, then maybe we're running Google ads to jump up there. I don't, I don't know about you cash, but I've, I've recently noticed that there can now be five search ad results at the top of a Google results page. I, ha and, I haven't seen yeah, five yeah. yet, but I, you know, it's been four for the longest time. But what I have seen is mm -hmm. they're doing the infinite scroll. So if you do that, what's happening is, you know, you get the load more instead of going to page two, three, four or whatever, it's load more. And then it starts with more ads. And then it goes down, load more, Keep you going. get more ads and stuff, you know, so they are creating more space, you know, no matter what for it. Not surprising, though, if they're starting to add in a fifth, you know, it probably depends on the, you know, the search terms itself of when they're bringing them in or not. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I've noticed it a couple times now, you know, it used to say a little ad next to it. Now it says sponsored. Yeah, it's pretty innocuous. If someone if someone's not sophisticated, they're not in this world like we are. 
they don't always notice what's an ad and what's not. And so mm-hmm. that's a good way to jump to the top and only pay per click to get in front of people looking for your service or your product. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing the scrolls, especially on your phone, the ads are a lot more, uh, you know, or <laughs> less noticeable. You know, they're there, but to identify them has become a bit harder. You know, especially as you're going through that scroll, you know, and you're just, you know, because you're not expecting it. That's the thing. You know, you're thinking after I've gotten past that first set, I'm not going to get really any more. They've had, you know, on the bottom of desktop results, you know, of course, additional ads, you know, forever, but you have to get to the bottom now. And like I say, if it just keeps scrolling and it's insert, give you 10 more organic insert, 10 more, you know, so they are changing up the way because, you know, Google, I say any way they can possibly make more money off of us, they're going to try. That's, and that's the big workhorse. That's right. I also mentioned, so that's, you know, when you're running search ads or potentially Google shopping ads, right? Or even Mm -hmm. Bing shopping ads, Microsoft shopping ads. It's like you're tapping into someone's looking for that inversion table or whatever the product is. There's an image of it. Maybe there's even some, you know, reviews and, you know, shows Mm -hmm. the price and there's not a lot of info, but get us right there. Right. I include remarketing in here as well. You could certainly have remarketing in the bottom of funnel too. Um, This could be on social media. This could be, you know, with those banner or display or, you know, programmatic sort of ads, but they've seen, they've seen us once. And, and now, now they're kind of in the consideration phase, right? right? They're looking at different companies and things like that. Um, They're maybe checking out different inversion tables or different service providers or things. Right. So at this point, I also recommend a lead magnet. We still want people on the email list, maybe even on the SMS text list, and we can entice them with some free information. Now, at this point, we might uh, move away from pain into even some of the more specifics and educate people on how to buy our product or service, right? So if we are a contractor, let's say we're a roofing contractor like this, right? It's sort of like avoid these 12 mistakes on your next roofing project, right? Mm So same idea, scare them a little bit of, oh, what do I, yeah, I don't yeah. even know what I don't know, right? And, but what you're doing then is they, they get on your list, you send them a series of emails, maybe you send them that free PDF guide at first, and that guide educates them on why you're the best choice, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, you can continuously use educational pieces and, and whatnot, but, and, and remarketing, yeah, I, I kind of agree that it goes into the, uh, the middle of the funnel, you know, cause you're continuing, you're still building up brand awareness at that stage, you know, you're reminding them, but they haven't necessarily made a decision, uh, to do anything, you know, and you get them into the email marketing, you know, there are all sorts of, you know, uses and ways that you can, you know, I say it's constantly putting out additional content, you know, in front of them. But now we're trying to push potentially a buying decision, you know, move forward. If it's going to be an e-commerce thing, you're also showing off additional products and whatnot. So there's like each is a different method. What I've always um, tried to point out to people, too, is these things all work together. You know, like it's not just a one, you know, type deal. It's like, like I say, you could be using Facebook as a top of funnel thing that then gives a free, you know, ebook or something, you know, some sort of PDF, whatever, as being an informational product. And then, well, now they're getting information on a certain thing. And maybe, you know, now within that, you're directing them to another piece, you know, within your whole funnel, you know, and you could have them also, you know, you think of, um, especially with emails, because they're different systems, you can load up the emails. So for example, I could collect the emails off of Facebook, and then I could load them into a programmatic ad system, and I can show them ads on related products and stuff once I have enough emails collected. You know, so there's a lot of crossovers between things. 
Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's part of why I was excited to talk about this today. Of Again, I started, you know, life as an SEO agency here mm-hmm. and uh, people always kind of me, we need better SEO. We need this or that. And as soon as you get into it, it's like, well, your website design is really a problem. Actually, you're not even on WordPress. Like, actually, there's all these other problems that need to be addressed first. Yeah. And it's not going to be the only solution. Or if you're running Google ads and you're like, we're not getting the results we're expecting. We're running Facebook ads. We're not seeing what we want to see. That's just one channel. You might be doing one tactic yeah. on one channel and expecting the full funnel. When you get these playing together, that's when you get results. And this whole bringing them through the levels of awareness is a piece of it, right? Yeah, like I go back to Facebook, but then I say, okay, I'm collecting email addresses so that I can do email marketing you know, for them. Or I'm using Facebook and I'm driving traffic to the site, knowing that that traffic's not necessarily going to convert, but then I can use Google and I can have a retargeting, you know, I can have an ad going around and start following them, but I needed to get the influx of visitors, you know? So programmatic works the same way. I'm targeting specific audiences, you know, that might be, hey, these people, People have searched for running shoes or something like that. So let me then show, you know, ads that would lead back to my website that are related to those types of products. Yeah. And so these things work together. Yeah. If you think about them, if you just go for SEO and you say, okay, I'm going to go that one channel, you know, well, the problem is going to be that you're only going to show up in one area. Yeah. And even if you show up, they've still got to click, you know, and you've got to you know, a bunch of terms you want to be able to target. Well, it might be better to run paid ads, you know, because you think, okay, I could draw them in through Google and I could run a, re, you know, remarketing ad. Um, I could run something on Facebook and then I could start hitting them on that channel because I've got the pixel installed and I've got them, you know, collected on over here. You know, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize <coughs> when you're putting together a strategy, Think about how these things could actually support each other and, you know, look at a bigger picture. Channels can work together. We often take them and, you know, consider them being siloed. Absolutely. And I, by no means am I suggesting everybody needs to do everything on this list, I th- mm. but I am saying yeah. you probably need something at each level of the funnel. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, totally. You know, I say, so if we take, you know, basically what you've got, you know, on here and you think of, you know, like, oh, as services, sometimes we'll combine things. So uh, if you take the top of the funnel, you take your banner ads, you know, programmatic ads and stuff, you're using display ads and you're running them on different websites and you combine that with running stuff on Facebook. Okay, these are top of the funnel, large traffic drivers, lots of clicks. Okay, then I'm going to get them into the, the middle area and I'm going to click in, you know, I'm going to hit my retargeting ads, you know, do remarketing and whatnot. And I'm going to have them follow them around and such because I've got the people here now based on what I was driving them to. I want to keep reminding them about those things or, and I might be, you know, then putting in an offer because I could have them have an ad follow around, but I could have a lead magnet or something in that ad, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, okay, click yep. here because my ultimate goal is I want to get your, you know, email address or something so that I can get you on a newsletter and then I can start putting, you know, products or services and stuff in front of you. And then, so you get to the bottom of the funnel, but you could say, okay, hey, we'll give you this, you know, piece away for free, but I want two pieces of information instead of one. I want the email and I'd love it. You know, would you be open to receiving text messages? You know, mm-hmm. and so you get these Perfect. things to work together. That's right. And I think you've got that exactly right. A lot of what you do in middle, you could do at bottom. Maybe we're changing the audiences throughout. Maybe that top of funnel social media ad is a, you know, geographic targeting mothers mm-hmm. in this area. Oh, yeah. That's the workshop. The workshop we did yesterday was for a, you know, a children's museum. And so often it's the mothers bringing their kids in. 
Um, and so maybe it's top of funnel, we're targeting mothers in the area, yeah. but then middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, we're targeting, you know, people who went to the website and left, people who engaged on social media, people who engaged in the ad, maybe people from an email list, you know, like you said, yeah. that's a, it's same channel, but maybe different ad, different targeting, right? Yeah. And if it's like a children's museum or something, you know, if you've got that kind of a, uh, an organization, well, the old, you know, the idea might be, we want to sign them up for annual memberships, you know, to visit. Yes. You know, in which case, okay, now I've got these different strategies. This is my end goal. Okay. So what are the ways that I can use to bring people in and accomplish that end goal, which is to sell more, you know, annual passes and stuff to the museum, you know, so that's a great example of an organization, you know, the zoos and anything like that, where, you know, I say, what's the end, that's the moneymaker. You know, that's what we want to be able to do, but you have these different ways that can work together to bring them in and constantly remind them. Yeah, that's perfect. And so at bottom of funnel, as people are comparing you, you know, they're going to buy. It's just a question of from who you right? It's like we're using email. Maybe we're using SMS text these days if we can. Webinar is powerful. It could be live. It could be pre-recorded, mm -hmm. but make sure people give their information to watch a pre-recorded video. It could be all kinds of lengths and formats, but that's a great way to educate over time. You know, you're building rapport and authority as you do that. And like you said, there's kind of that back end offer. So if the front end offer is come in and check out the Children's Museum for one day, you know, a day of play, mm -hmm. basically is what it was called. And then, like you said, the real moneymaker is the membership. How do we then get people interested who come in for that first day of play? And from there, then we're talking with previous customers. So it's like they went through the funnel. There was a sale that happened at the bottom of the funnel. But then the real money is made on the back end of email marketing, maybe SMS marketing, you know, more webinars and videos, maybe a referral program. Mm -hmm. uh, if they tell someone else about it, you know, there's there's benefit for both of you potentially. That's really how you do it. And uh, this is really how we get new customers. And then once someone comes through, the previous customer piece is really where big businesses are built. I think that's what I've seen. Is that is that how you think about it? Oh, yeah, totally. You know, with any business, you really, you know, if you take the time to be creative and think of it through. Um, I had this because you used the museum example. Um, I had this uh, thing that popped in my head, you know, so if any zoos, you know, are listening and stuff. So the Memphis Zoo has cameras in some of their, um, you know, cages and stuff, you know, as far as the animals, you can see them, you know, you can watch the alligators or the elephants roaming around and stuff. Well, that could actually be in there, come see them, you know, live, and then you're using it, you know, from there, hey, why don't you actually visit them? You know, and you use it, you know, as a way to drive memberships and stuff. You have to think creatively about businesses. You know, it's like, what are we offering that would be a reason for people? You know, like I said, we want to know what the end goal is, but think of those, uh, you know, what are the the hooks, you know, that are going to be, you know, be able to bring them in, you know, whether it's uh, information related that you're giving away or something else. It's a webinar that you're willing to do, you know, and you want to think of it, like I say, as you've got each stage of the funnel, that's what you want to be considering is how are the different channels? How do they work together? What are the things we could be offering that are maybe freebies and such? You know, and then what's our end goal? Absolutely. Well put. So I, I hope that's that's helpful in terms of people are at different phases. If you're just doing one of those things, you're not getting the results of those playing together. And what we ultimately want is first purchase and then repeat purchases, lifetime customer value, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll ask this final question of like, so we know everything that's in the funnel. Yeah. If you're a business owner though, how are you going to, you know, it can be a little, that's a lot, right? You know, so how do, how should they approach, you know, kind of examining their own business and saying, okay, I should be doing this, this, this. I'm not going to use them all, you know, but I could use this one, this one, this one. 
Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking that. So our goal is let's focus on three. There's so many things we could do. We could be on TikTok. We could have a podcast. We could be doing lives. You know, it's like there's a lot you could potentially be doing. Don't do it all. Mm -hmm. Don't do it all in a mediocre way. Do three things decently well, right? And that's going to show results. So pick something from each level of that funnel. I've got a resource, Cash. I'm happy to, um, you know, send you the link for it. Sure. We um, can put for, it in the know, show notes. And stuff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I got one more for you. And I hope you guys are going to like this because I put a lot of time into this. So it's called your digital marketing plan. And this is a Google Doc. And what it does is selecting your top channels. And it, you can kind of see on the table of contents over here. I'll try to zoom in. Um, you know, it's use SEO if. So here's an example. Yeah. If keyword research, if there's if you do keyword research, it shows there's existing demand. People actually search for what you offer. People are doing moment in time searches, signal they'll buy soon. People do research before they buy. They need information before they're ready to hand over their money. Maybe Google ad clicks are too expensive. You have time to potentially put in and invest, but you don't have money to put in advertising, right? Mm -hmm. And you can wait a while for results because SEO takes time. I'm saying four to eight months, four to 18 months. Could be more, could be less, but th that's kind of what we see, right? Yeah. And if that sounds right to you, you've done you've done these pieces, you've established that's right, then SEO makes sense. What's your SEO plan? Okay, what keywords are you gonna target? What are the landing pages, right? When you're gonna optimize those pages, is your technical SEO correct? Are things fast, mobile, no broken links, search console errors, et cetera? What are you gonna blog about, right? How do you make your blogs the best on the internet? Can I use the skyscraper technique, right? How are you going to earn links from other websites? How much time can you spend doing this? Put it on your calendar, do it now. And I've got examples of recommendations mm -hmm. like that. So you can go channel by channel. Here's one for Google ads and Bing ads, search ads, right? Similar idea. Keyword research shows there's existing demand. People are doing moment in time searches that signal they're going to buy soon. You need results faster than SEO. I need leads yesterday, right? I, yeah. I, I'm a local service business. I need leads tomorrow. This is going to be way faster. You know, PPC ads are the speedboat, SEO is the juggernaut, right? And if paying per click is profitable per conversion, you should absolutely do this. People say, how do I know it's going to work? You don't know until you test, but also start here because if, if this doesn't work for you, like why do you think a billboard is going to work for you? Why do you think <laughs> yeah, wrapping right. your car is going to work for you? Anything else you're going to do, you know, you're getting in front of people who are searching for what you offer if you do this right and you only pay per click. I think anything else is crazy. I think you got to start here. How about you? Yeah, no, I totally agree. You have to start there. And you're right in the point that you make that unless you actually do it, you don't know if it's going to work. You know, <clears throat> I like when people, you know, ask for estimates and stuff, you know, especially like Google ads and whatnot. I, I tell them, okay, here, this is straight from Google. Here's your estimate. This is what it thinks it'll do conversion wise and stuff. But until we actually start running things, you know, this, this is an estimate, you know, based on a system, you know, that wants you to spend money. So, you know, I don't, I, you know, we have to actually do, you know, run ads to see what the results are going to be. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's frustrating, but there's, you, you kind of have to be the adult and say that there are unknowns and there's testing required, but if this testing works out, you're going to put in a dollar and get more dollars back. That's a yeah. pretty magical machine. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, that's what you have to do. And I also tell people, it's like, look, I've run a lot of, you know, campaigns for a lot of different companies, probably ran, a, you know, campaigns that are the same kind of company that you own. But until I actually run your ads, I'm all I can give you is estimates on what I think it will do because your geographic area can be different. You know, the, uh, the keywords you're targeting, you know, if they can cost more in your particular area. You know, there's, there's so many factors, you know, that go into it. Uh, so, Absolutely. Egan, this has been great. How would people get a hold of you? 
Yeah, you can definitely find us on caravandigital.com. You know, depending on when this goes live, that site is really focused on the e-commerce side of things. We certainly do lead generation. So for that, you can find us at getfoundmadison.com. And uh, if anyone's interested in the e-commerce side of things, I have a podcast called What's Working in E-Commerce. Okay. Well, this has been great. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, the CEO of Titan Digital. And, you know, we've been talking, you know, about how you put your digital marketing strategy together. Funnels, it's really what it's all about because, you know, like I say, we have a lot of brand awareness. We have a lot of lead gen, you know, related things, but often they're interrelated. And if you think of it, you know, start at the top of the funnel, make your way down. You know, you want to say, what are the channels that I can use? You know, what makes sense for my business? What's kind of my middle intent? You know, I want to collect email addresses or, you know, I want to be able to get people so that I'm remarketing to them. And then you got the bottom, you know, of what are you actually trying to get them to do by, you know, what's the end result that you're looking for. So again, another great episode. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.